3: Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon.
4: Oh,
3: happy Thursday. Happy NFL Christmas. Happy NFL schedule release day. If you're like me, you were there for the leak early. Checking your team, and I'm going, okay, the Jets are going to lose this game. We're going to lose here. We're going to lose this. We're going to lose this. We're going to lose this. Oh, boy, this is going to be tough, but Adam Gase <laughs> is going to get fired, which is kind of how I went all the way through. That's kind of that, that was my whole thing. Boy, we're going to have a better team than we had last year, and we're going to win less games, and Adam Gase is going to be fired, and we're going to get Jim Harbaugh. So that's kind of where I'm at right now.
4: Nicely done. Yeah. yeah. Lions, Giants to open the season for the Bears. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty good. That's, about, that's about as soft as an opening as you could
3: possibly have.
4: And then on the road in Atlanta, then uh, Captain Phillips. I mean Philip. Uh, come, on, I, I just want to call him that forever. I'm yeah, gonna, that's okay. You I'm gonna do Captain a Phillip. fan art thing where he's on a boat. He's Captain Philip. That'll work, like Tom Hanks. Uh, he's the then week now. five, buddy, uh, Tom Brady and the, his band of merry men visit Soldier Field. So there you go.
3: Everybody today did the same thing, right? This is one of those great days where, you know, sometimes big stories come out and, you know, if you're an NBA fan, you can't wait for a story. But if you're not an NBA fan, you don't really care. Or, you know, here's a big story in Major League Baseball. But, you know, I'm not a baseball fan. But NFL Schedule Day, everybody is on social media. Everybody's checking. Look, NFL Network's big schedule show going on. Everybody wants to see what happened. Where's my team? Even though you know the games, you know who you're playing – See, there's something about seeing the schedule in front of you with times and, and days. You go, okay, well, maybe this is how we can go here, and I, maybe we get out of these first couple of games at 2-2, two and two and then we can go on a run right here. There's just something about seeing the games and how they lay out.
4: Well, it's a big deal. I mean, when you talk about it from a gambling perspective, you're going to start seeing massive monies start flowing in based on, you know, those groupings of games. Right. Where teams maybe get out to a a great start or you get those two or three game series where it's a bunch of travel and would be playoff teams. So, yeah, today was a huge, huge uh, moment. I was talking to our guy, Bernie Fratto, does straight out of Vegas on on Saturdays here on Fox Sports Radio. You're saying also the, you know, over under maximums tenfold today so you only were able to go maybe 300 was max before today now we're talking three grand now we're talking money gets to flow in big big ways see but here's the thing is that i really was thinking that
3: would be the go the other way because we may not have these games like the nfl if they have to wait to play Right. They're not going to I don't know that they're just going to say, well, we're just going to start if like they say they start in mid-October and we're going to have more on that coming up in in later on this hour, because I firmly believe after the news today, the NFL is starting mid-October. I don't know that they're going to just say, OK, we're going to push the week one games now or week one in mid-October or they're just going to say, OK, we're starting with the week you know, with the week six games and that's going to be it because those are games that people have bought tickets for and everything else. So now week six really is week one. And then the first five weeks are just tacked on to the end of the schedule. So teams aren't starting with three games on the road or here's a really tough start. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Now this team can kind of ease into the schedule a bit and say, you know, your bears, you know, what, what, what the Bears schedule look like week six and week seven, you know, maybe that's where, Hey, think we're starting out much tougher. And so that, that soft underbelly of the lions, and the Giants doesn't hit until the end of the season. Maybe those teams are better by then. I really thought it would be more difficult to bet because I think that's how the NFL is going to do it if they have to postpone for coronaviruses. Hey, people have bought their tickets. They've made plans of of what when they're going to go. We're going to say if we if if week six is this is where we're we going? we're going to start with the week six games. So that that that
4: kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah, I mean the the potential is there. I mean, there's good. I can only imagine. Remember, we made a lot of fun uh, about Matt Nagy's draft wall, right? Where it looked like something where he was gonna crack a case. All you needed was a little uh, cigarillo, a fedora, and a flask sitting mm-hmm. next to him, and it was straight <laughs> out of a forties or fifties, you know, crime tele tele television event, right? Like a little serial. Uh, but one of the things that as the curiosity of this being released today was that you get week one, new Orleans, Tampa Bay, right? So that was my curiosity when the, the schedule was dropping. Of, okay. What does week one look like? Cause we normally get all these big marquee games that go up on the board and we've got a few of them, right? A, a few that, that stand out and most notably that that new Orleans, Tampa game that and Dallas at the Rams that you normally wouldn't, I didn't think in this scenario, if you were going to have to make any shuffling, that you wouldn't commit those to week one and then have them become, all right, they're now, you know, the middle of the season or week six or whatever it becomes.
3: Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen, live from the Geico Studios. So what are some of the big takeaways throughout the show tonight? We'll tell you all the big things you need to know coming off of the NFL schedule release. And the, the first thing is this. We get to we get to one of the big games coming up already, I can tell. There could be a winner go home game for a team. Uh, is that I was really surprised the NFL allowed teams to leak the schedule on social media before the show went on tonight. I really am surprised they allowed him to do it a half hour before because everybody did it. You know, during well, the day, and many and yes, of them
4: far, more, far earlier than a half hour.
3: Exactly, exactly. Like, normally you get a couple of games sometimes. But hey, early in the day, you, we find out that uh, the Jets are playing the Bills week one because that was something that got leaked way before, right? Yep. Like Manish made a friend of the show. Hey, Jets play at the Bills week one. I know that. All right, and that's normally something that we get over the course of the day. A couple of teams have their week one games that wind up getting out. But I am really surprised the NFL because they love to seize the moment when you have a whole three-hour show on this that you want people to watch you are okay with letting the schedule go out on social media early when you control all this. Because, let's face it, are you watching the, the show? Do you really feel you have to watch the show if you know what's coming out? It's like the NCAA tournament. Do you need to watch the selection show if you know the teams that are playing, if you know where your team is playing already? Let's say the NCAA selection show is set for 6 o'clock on a Sunday night. Everybody watches, right? Everybody, that's where you see it. But let's say individual schools were allowed to put out what their first round game was you know, like a half hour before. Is anybody feeling I got to sit and watch the tournament? No, they're okay, well, I got what I need. We're playing Thursday night uh, in the West region against Arizona State. All right, that's our first game. And I was really surprised at that. I, I, I You know, the NFL, usually they know how to win. They know how to win over a, a time slot. Look, this is a big day. And the fact they let teams tweet them out before, that that surprised me. And I, I don't know what the NFL's real endgame was for that,
4: but that really shocked me. I would tell you this. They knew they were going to win anyway. Between ESPN and NFL Network and our colleagues at Fox, I mean, they are specials all over. You want a breakdown of of the each team's schedule and how this looks, young players coming in and the ebb and flow of a schedule. Uh, there's going to be no shortage of people looking for it, just like the draft a couple weeks ago. I mean, you're just trying to find that information, get yourself excited. You can't, maybe you book travel plans, right? Right now, I mean, if you wanted to book a, and be optimistic and, and get after it, you can get some really low, low fares. I was looking at Chicago in the middle of the summer and it was like 180 bucks round trip. From out here in Los Angeles yeah, where you but, and I – but, I get, mean,
3: it's tough. That, that, you're talking about rolling the dice. Can we really fly then? Is it going to be okay? Are we gonna, I mean, well, I know I mean, we're, we're opening are, up the country, but is that going to happen?
4: Ready. Yeah, no, planes they are. and I mean, and it's are an you, individual choice. But, the, but my point being that if you were deciding based on a game that you wanted to go and, and book them, I mean, some folks are still going to do it. They're going to say, you know what? I want to get ready for – and that's how they get themselves fired up. This is their – we, we joke about it being a Christmas day, but it is right. We knew the opponents. Now it's the destinations and when those all flow in. And especially once you look at that big uh, Death Star that's been built in Las Vegas. When's your mm-hmm. team going there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, look, there, there, there's so many interesting
3: things for this. I'm just surprised the NFL didn't try to put more of a stranglehold on it uh, than they did because you want you want people to watch a show. Right, like I said, I, I don't know the impetus to watch the show
4: if you if you allow it to go out before. I it, it really surprises me. Ah, but you're look, still I, getting the football analysis. You're probably you're bringing in the experts from each team. No, I
3: understand what the show is going to look like. No, <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm saying, fans are enough. still
4: going to eat that up.
3: Uh, not as many now. If you already know something, why are you going to watch something? If you already how how often? this is why people don't watch games that, that, that are on tape. That you know that you watch it live, or you find out on so you, you find it on the internet who won, and you watch the highlights. It just doesn't happen that way. We're just not wired that way. Okay, I already know something, so now I'm going to go watch a show where you're not going to tell me anything I don't already know or I can't get online. Here's our schedule. Here's how difficult it is, or here's how easy it is. Here's where our games are. I mean, I get it. Oh, but do you want to see the primetime games? All right, well, the primetime games are all there. I can see who's playing where. I, I just – in a three-hour show, you want to kind of roll things out and and control it, and and usually the NFL does a good job at controlling things.
4: That's, that's just it's just, just, just a works. different world, I think. That they're you know? still assuming that you don't have anything else to do <laughs> on this Thursday, and you're going <laughs> to sit down and watch. Right, now, bring out enough of the coaches, the GMs, cycle in a couple of players. I know Derwin James was part of the coverage today. So I mean, you got you got guys mixing in, and here's some interviews with people you don't normally get. Right? Yeah, Bill mm-hmm. Belichick breaking down what what he was expecting from Jared Stidham. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Lot, you know, sure. Not, not a lot of things that you would, would expect uh, him to give you any big leaps or anything. But <laughs> it's still Bill Belichick. And for folks in Boston, this first post Brady year, you know, there's there's still every time he's going to speak. You want to see who gets after him. Right. If do they ask him a question that gets him to scoff, put up the hood and start glaring. I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you never know what the reactions are going to be well
3: yes i'm glad you said reactions because there's already one game that has my my attention more than any other because of the stakes mm, stakes mm-hmm. and you can say wow really one game on a prime time schedule 100 percent look as we've seen the past few years When something happens in the NFL, it's a big deal. When something happens in the NFL during a nationally televised game, it is twice as big a deal as it was because it happens on national television. It's the only game. The importance of a quarterback's three-touchdown performance or his three-interception performance is blown up, and suddenly that's a narrative that – takes over this quarterback is either red hot and we believe in him or man three picks. We got to look to make a change. Anything that happens in prime time is exacerbated and right or wrong. You can argue that, but perception is reality. So if, if you have a night where your rookie quarterback throws four touchdowns on a Monday night, guess what? Hey, everything is great. You're loving life, and things move forward for you. But if it's four interceptions and you lose 41-3, to three, suddenly, boy, that's a tailspin for you. You have a short week coming back, and and who knows how you can get back after being worked on the bright lights. And I already see that game on the schedule. I already see that game coming. Right down the tunnel. It doesn't matter if the tunnel is at midnight and the lights are off and my eyeballs have been pecked out by a crow. Wow. If the Texans lose opening night at the Chiefs, this is a horrendous opener for Houston. Horrendous. They got to play at the defending champions on Thursday night, and all the Texans have done in the offseason is get worse. Right? You lose one of the top two wide receivers in the NFL, and you bring in a running back who is injury-plagued, and you're playing against the defending champs. The Chorus of people who want to fire Bill O'Brien is extremely loud. Nobody trusts him. He has no more goodwill in Houston because he clearly doesn't know how to manage a football team. You can't keep giving away your most talented players and not getting enough back for them. If you want to give them away, okay, but you got to get more for them. But you see what's happening here is what happened to Chip Kelly. No, I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to trade away the guys that are problems. What happened? Oh, I traded away all the good players. Now I'm getting fired. If the Texans get boat raced opening night, And the Chiefs win this game 31-7, 38-14. I don't know that Bill O'Brien is going to be able to come back from that no matter what happens because it's going to be a Thursday night game and it's all we're going to talk about leading up to that game. How big? It's almost like it's a must win for Bill O'Brien because what's going to happen if they lose and lose big is he won't be able to overcome it. It's going to be we still can't beat the best teams, as you nice know, a nicer run as we have, look at the way we lost to the Chiefs. We're not going to make it. And if Bill O'Brien struggles the first half of the season, he may not make it out of week six, week seven because you want Deshaun Watson to be happy. I mean, that is already, it looks like a must-win game. And it's opening night just because of the pressure Bill O'Brien put on himself. This is not anybody else, but it, it's Bill O'Brien putting it on himself by saying, I want to trade all these players. That's almost like a must-win game for him, which is insane, but that's what it looks like.
4: At home right now, off Fox Bet, they are 10.5-point dogs week one. Mm. Or no, mm. that, that, is a, uh, that is a road game. They, they coded it incorrectly in there. It didn't seem right that they were playing uh, at home. Uh, my my apologies. That's for that. okay. Just no. Well, that's you know right. what? I, I read it off of you know what the the email that they'd put out, and someone didn't put an at sign. Uh, but at Kansas City, ten and a half is is the point spread mm. on the road. Now they did bring in Brandon Cooks, uh, so you've got him. You got Randall Cobb, and that's the big question. You bring in David Johnson to go with Duke mm-hmm. Johnson. So Johnson and Johnson in the backfield. Uh yeah, that, that's a big question mark, right? Deshaun Watson doesn't have his old reliable any longer, and the Chiefs got better. <laughs> They're yeah, the defending champs. I mean, really? And yeah, they I, got better. It, it, Houston, you're like, you're not doing me any
3: favors. Because granted, it's the way game, and you say, okay, we're going to lose this one, so you feel like you have nothing to lose. If this comes up during the regular season, that's the way it comes up. But the first game? Monday night, when that it's going to be Bill O'Brien stinks, and he's never going to win anybody over. Just because I know how the reaction is going to go, I know how people are going. I know how the media is going to react. I know how fans are going to react, and it's going to be week one, and already fans think the season is over. We got to get rid of Bill O'Brien. Uh, sometimes starts are a really big deal, and this is one of those cases. Well, but I look can't at believe anybody who's excited about that.
4: Yeah, look hmm. at their first quarter, Jason, at Kansas City, home against Baltimore, on the road at Pittsburgh. And then Minnesota comes to town.
3: Yeah, it's, that's a really You're tough person. four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's uh, it's not something that it, you know. I, I don't know that Bill O'Brien. He might have wanted to wait until he saw the schedule before he decided to start trading away all his best players. You, you want weeks five through seven? Oh, this is a tough schedule. Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Week
4: week five, you got Jacksonville at home, then on the road at Tennessee, and then home for Green Bay ahead of the bye. He might be Ooh. fired at the bye week.
3: Yeah. I uh, he, he really, uh, it could be one of those things where by the middle of the season, there's nothing we can do. We want to set some kind of good vibes for the rest of the year and we have to go, we have to make a move and do something else. I mean, really that that's where you're set up right now. If you're the Texans, it's insane. Already a must win game. The first that. game of the
1: season. <laughs> be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 PM Eastern, 7 PM Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app.
2: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Joining us now on the hotline,
3: a man who is celebrating his four-year anniversary. Direct quote from Twitter. Four years ago, I started a foundation in my living room to help ex-combat vets and ex-athletes to cope with the transition better. Today, we have our first-ever official fundraiser to raise money to help empower even more. 8 Eastern, Vets and Players website and Instagram. It is NFL on Fox Insider, Jay Glazer. Jay, congratulations, man. Happy anniversary. Thank you, man.
5: <clears throat> Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, uh, here we have our first fundraiser. It was an idea that I had in my living room four and a half years ago, and... I, honestly, I can't believe it. I can't believe that we had a fundraiser on tonight, and the fundraiser involved people like Tony Gonzalez and Andrew Whitworth and Chris Angel and Team Kane and and uh, Dan Quinn and John Schneider and the entire Seattle Seahawks and at and and it just went on and on and on. And, um, you know, our goal, because we're trying to hire some more veterans um, for our foundation so we can expand our goals to, Raise a hundred thousand, and I think we raised a hundred, and we're still going. And if you go to our website vetsandplayers.org, we're, we have a bunch of auction items, including things like come train, Adam Breakable with me, Randy Couture, and Chuck Liddell. And um, I'm telling you, folks, go bid on it. It's worth getting punched by Chuck Liddell. I promise. You. <laughs> I promise you. You, you, uh, know what you guys like, should definitely bid on it. You two should definitely <laughs> bid on it. I'm telling you.
4: you. You want me to get beat up by Chuck Liddell is what you're no, saying, Jay. No,
5: I'm telling you, though, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's, it feels good. Sure, there's a little sting involved, but it feels good <laughs> for the most part. I mean, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a buzz. You know, it's, it's a really cool buzz. Well, wait a minute now. Um,
3: now, now wait—you got to tell me now. Are you hiring Brett Favre to come speak? Oh, is that too oh, soon? Oh, no, let's too
5: not soon? let's not associate that with my foundation whatsoever. A, yeah. our, our books are open, thank God, and B, uh, every dime goes into hiring uh, uh, hiring our combat vets and ex athletes so we can expand out. But we are—we've done some incredible things. Last night on our call, we had Dave Roberts, the manager of the uh, the the uh, Dodgers, on um we had we actually um started the call there was a a suicide in the veteran community that that rang true that rang really hard a lot of our cats and you know fortunately for us um since joining mvp not one of our members has has attempted suicide when you know we've had about 60 to 70 percent of our members attempted before they met us so it was uh you know and i just kind of reminded these guys listen look how much you know How much you guys are crying right now. Look how sad you are. And the person who who committed suicide, I can guarantee you, whatever afterlife you believe in, I guarantee you he's sitting there right now and he's not sitting there celebrating that you all are crying. He's sitting there right now going, oh, no, what did I do? I wish I had that back. And it's okay to forgive him, but that's why we don't do it because you're able to see what the carnage is you leave behind. So our first choice in life is you choose life or death, You need to choose life, and our vets are going to really – our our MVP crew is going to be the one that that changes the narrative on suicide in this country. And, and damn it, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, and I I will – I don't know if I'm going to save the world, but I'm damn sure going to try and improve it.
3: You know, you say that, Jay, and I think of my aunt is a, is a psychologist, and she deals with with people who come in and, and and are you know are suicidal and think about these things all the time. And she tells me the first thing she tells people is that if you do this, your family will never get over it, and mm-hmm. that's something that always oh, that that that's a big thing that that hits people. That's like. Oh man. Okay, maybe I need to make another run at this, and then you know, hopefully right. they do it and they get better because it's hard to tell somebody going down a road. Oh, come on, stop! It's not worth. But when you say, if you do this, your family won't get over it. Okay, I yeah. care about my family. I really got to figure this out. So you know, you say yeah. that, and I, you know, my aunt's words were in my head the whole time.
5: Good. And I, I tell your aunt I love her and I appreciate what she does. And you know, the other pr- part is it's a harder time to live in because of social media. There's so much hate, and and there's hate, and the human condition. I think the human soul is not meant to see so much hate, uh, but also we compare ourselves to everybody else's fraction of a second in life on Facebook or Instagram, we can, and, and, you know, suddenly when your life isn't good, you start questioning your own life, and then when you see somebody else take their own lives, commit suicide, and you see everybody celebrate more than them, you start to look at that like that's an acceptable option, and it's not, because Facebook and Instagram isn't real. It's not our real lives. It's a fraction of a second snapshot that's filtered. That's not what really happens in life. Vulnerability is real. Tears are real. The grind, the struggle, that's real. That's not shown on that. And, you know, for, for so many people, it's like the power of suggestion. They see it and they're like, well, I think my life sucks. And everybody's celebrating that person who just took their own lives. So why not me? And the reason why not you is because you're leaving us with stuff that's not fair to us. And, and you never know what lies around next Tuesday. You never know when you're going to save and empower somebody else's life. So stick around for us.
3: Jay Glazer doing great stuff. Check it out, vetsandplayers.org. That is at vetsandplayers.org for all the information you need there. And, again, congrats and happy anniversary. Appreciate it. Now, as we get to the NFL, obviously we're celebrating the NFL. The schedule is out. Uh, any early thoughts you see with oh, the schedule? I thought
5: schedule? you guys were going to lead off with my Roethlisberger. I thought you guys were going to. Oh. I'm mean, not figured- it up. I, I yeah no we'll like, get to wait that wait. yeah oh you're working though I mean I haven't gotten so much hate since you guys put out my you know my my, my COVID story and well I did whatever and man people hated you so much the they hated same, us that's what happened offs that are lighting me up on Twitter from that are lighting me up now i Ben and like by the way right. I I, well, I talked to Ben just t- today okay today, yesterday was today? today today is, is today. Thursday Thursday yep man I you know what I'm punchy. That the whole <laughs> thing is real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're working hard. I mean, you did another yeah. thing
4: for the first responders I saw yesterday. So, I mean, you're, yeah. you're
5: working, man. It doesn't stop. I know, I know. But, I yeah, I know. I just – memory issues are definitely real, I can tell you that. All right, well, but then, I'm okay. I'm proud let's of my start.
3: Stars. With, let's start with Roethlisberger then. Take us through the beginning and, you know, Roethlisberger's fitness, no, which was a big question.
5: No, t- So here's the thing. You know, if someone asked me in The Athletic about, you know, hey – and, and it, you know, they asked me about something with Ben, and I think fitness. I'm like, hey, let's not use the term fitness with Roeth- Roethlisberger <laughs> yeah. because And I start going over his fitness, which is true. Nothing I said, by the way, was false. Right. A good offseason for Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> had been maybe a hot yoga session. I'll never forget when he'd tell you, know, oh, I, did, I had a great offseason. did hot yoga. And then golf and beer. You know, that's pretty much a great offseason for him. But Ben's different. Like Ben is, listen, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's no taking that back. And, and I'm not saying he wasn't. He's not exactly Jack LaLanne, though. Let's be honest, people. <laughs> and all the people who are ripping me over, oh, you're getting on Ben. F-. No, so Ben calls me. and uh, Well, I called him because cause his agent called me, and he's like, yeah, I think Ben's a set. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, haven't you seen him? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And I had no idea what he was talking about. Ryan Toner and like, well, you know, you're ripping Ben's fitness. I'm like – uh, we honestly having this conversation about me ripping Ben's fitness. And he's like, I'm like, wait, was he really upset? And he's like, well, because people are thinking he's not rehabbing. I'm like, I never said he wasn't rehabbing. Who's talking about his rehab? He's rehabbing great. Like, he's actually, he is. And that's, I was making a joke in my athletic column, and then I was pumping up what him and Mike Tomlin had done, but someone had pulled it out again and said that I was saying Ben Roethlisberger's <laughs> rehab consists of, uh, yoga, beer, and golf. And that's not what I was saying. What I was saying was his past workouts. <laughs> <have> been, <laughs> off season have been, And listen, folks, if you come at me, I'm not going to, I'm going to dig my heels in more. And I told that the bed dude, like, dude, you got to be kidding me. But it wasn't fair. The reaction and how it was framed. Ben is, and he is, he's getting after it. And this is, and I told him, I'm proud of him that he's getting after so much rehab wise. He is. He's working. Out, he wants to come back and play and be on a better level. Sometimes you have to have a big setback to, to get you to kind of kick-start you in some areas that you need improvement. And, yeah, fitness has never been his thing. Well, he always he's never, reported. He's, always got, he's gotten away with it. Right, because I, 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 you know? I've been out to but camp before though, Jay. But everybody's killing me. Like, I never said he wasn't rehabbing the <laughs> – you know, the elbow. He definitely is rehabbing the elbow, and not with yoga, golf, and beer. He's actually doing it
3: real. Now wait, now when you actually got to talk to him, was he on the golf course? Hey, hang on, go guys, go on without no, me. No, no, talk I don't to think
5: club for a bit better. But he was. But I was. You know what? Ben? Listen, I I I make fun of Ben all the time, he makes fun of me. We we it's a locker room. We get after each other, but he was honestly upset by this, which. Um, I, I'm, you know, and I, I credit him too that he called me back about it or that he reached out because he reached out. Um, and then we talked about it. As a man, you got an issue with somebody, you call him. That's why I called him. He called me back and we handled it and we hashed it out. And yeah, he is. And he's like, I am rehabbing. He's rehabbing his butt off. And I think it's the level that Steelers fans would want him to rehab. I, I know it is because I've known Ben since, you know, for a long time. And Ben and I have had our, had our things in the past. I, you know, Ben and I get after each other and sometimes I get a little a little trigger happy want to get after Ben. <laughs> and uh I could tell when he's when he's passionate about something that he's definitely passionate about his rehab. So if you guys are gonna tweet something out this time, you can say <laughs> when I he, I talked to Ben Roethlisberger. and it's the first time I'm saying this. I talked to Ben today. He is definitely passionate about his rehab. Um and it his, his you know, my comments about him was more poking fun of him for what he's done in the past. He's really getting after his rehab, and good, good for Steeler fans and good for him. So right, I'll hey, you're there. There you go. Hang on, yeah, there you I go. Know, I made it a talk tonight.
3: Hang on, I talked to Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> today. He is definitely passionate about his rehab, and all my comments were making fun of his past efforts. Fun of his past. No, 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 wait,
5: pa- no, no, past no, wait, wait, workouts, wait, delete,
4: delete, delete,
3: delete, past hang on.
5: years. No, 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 <laughs> whatever I just said on like, your show, delete just, delete, just go back and freaking listen to there it. There you go, you got to transcribe it. <laughs> just transcribe it exactly how I said it. Don't have your little, your little Twitter guy over there <sighs> screw it up like he does for the rest of us. Make sure he gets it dead on or I will come to the studio and choke his ass out. Yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm going to put out there. There you go. Well, it'll end up being uh, one oh of you guys. Goodness. Oh my oh, goodness! That, that was next level. I, that yeah, because a... I've been to La Trobe a bunch. I mean, Oof. Ben Ben usually came to camp. Uh, you know, not not quite ready for uh, week one, but that's okay. Uh, but to that end, a lot of folks wondering what happens with Cam Newton. I keep seeing people photoshopping uh, a Steelers hat. Lastly, you know, <laughs> what do you think of him?
5: No, I don't think that. I don't. I don't think. I don't. Because he really, truly would be a backup. I. I don't know. I mean. Again, it's kind of hard with Cam because you just, these doctors want to, it's, it's the same thing I've said for the last 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the, the medical field is very subjective in the NFL. They want to get their eyes on somebody who's got a foot and shoulder problem. So you're throwing and you're running. There has been injuries. You need your doctors to see them. And now if he's willing to take a league minimum deal like, like Jameis Winston, sure, but that's not what he's going to be asking for. So you really need to have your doctors put eyes on it. And that's where some of you guys will decide to wait.
3: You can follow him on Twitter, at Jay Glazer. That is at Jay Glazer. Follow him or he will come and choke your ass out doing great stuff. Vets there Again, Vetsandplayers.org. Again, Vetsandplayers.org. Jay on Twitter, all your information. Get right there. Jay, buddy, happy anniversary, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Love you all. You're the best, uh, buddy. Be good. Oh, great stuff there from Jay Glazer.
0: Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
1: <sighs>
0: is he
4: connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh my, look at that! He is.
3: You know, the best thing that, that Bill O'Brien could hope for, honestly, is that the NFL does start late. And judging by what we've seen tonight with the NFL schedule, I'm doubling down on what I told you the other day. The NFL is going to start mid-October. This this whole NFL plan B that we can start mid-October if we have to, that we got about a week and a half ago, that is the NFL's plan A. All right, now, now let me go back and I'll, I'll give you a big piece of where the NFL is couching themselves for it. The NFL has not slowed down at all this offseason amidst the coronavirus pandemic, right? When free agency was open, nope, we're going to have free agency. Okay, we got free agency. Uh, The draft is coming. Boy, people don't want the draft when it's going on. They can't talk to players. They can't bring them in. They can't go to pro days. Nope, we are having the draft. The NFL had the draft. Schedule release. We really want to schedule release games. We don't, might not know we're going to happen. Nope. We are releasing the schedule. The NFL is not pausing for anything. Even in the face of what if somebody gets sick, could we still have the NFL draft? If a GM gets sick or a coach gets sick? Nope and we only have a couple of people that have coronavirus, which is shocking to me that that's the number, Uh, we're moving forward. The NFL has not stopped for a second, but they put out about a week and a half ago, hey, we have a plan that we could start mid-October, play all the way through till the end of February, uh, no Pro Bowl and no bye week, and we can have the Super Bowl the end of February. Why is the NFL putting out a plan B of what the season could be unless that's really plan A? Right? Because that's that's something that the NFL you, you, you can't get around it. They have not paused for a second. And now suddenly, hey, we have a we have a a plan B here in place if we have to move the season. Now today, the NFL schedule comes out and the NFL was of course asked about it. Hey, what about this? Can you move? And the NFL said, listen, we have some contingencies in place if we have to move the first four games of the season or so and whether or not we move them to the end of the schedule which is probably what the NFL is going to do I don't think if they had to move till mid-October they would say all right we're just going to start week one no we'll take those first four weeks and we'll move that to the end of the schedule because people have bought plane tickets at that point and they're ready to go to games and bought tickets for games and if we're moving the first four we're sliding everything well that's going to be hectic and on our fans. So we would just start then with week five. And then the first four weeks would go at the end of the schedule and we'd go through Christmas into the new year and we'd play the, the super bowl at the end of February, but Roger Goodell, the NFL said, but we don't want to talk about that right now. They don't want to engage in hypotheticals. Hmm. Why would you even talk about it? If your plan the entire time has been free agency, the draft, everything else, every, schedule, nothing. But they're putting this out there so when they do make the move, it's seamless, and it seems like it's part of their plan all along. Yeah, we're simply just going to slide the beginning of the season. Yep, we're all good to go. Wait, wait, there's no hecticness. We're not talking about bubble cities. We're not talking about playing in, in cluster cities or anything, playing with, without, no, 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 we're good. We're going to start uh, week five. All right, The first four weeks of the season, we're going to wait. We're going to start in the middle of October. And that's an easy way for the NFL to say, All, look, we get past everything because they want to play with fans. They don't want to play games without fans. They're hoping that we can do that and we can play in the middle of October and have fans. And if it comes to it that we can't have fans, maybe we can have fans starting in early 2021 and that way we have the last four or five weeks of our schedule, we can actually have fans go and show up and play and, and show up to watch the games. So that's a big thing. The fact that the NFL still is putting it out there, they want us." to know it when there's no other reason for them to be thinking about planning for something that is not until September tells me this is the NFL's big plan. And you want one more piece of evidence, Mike Harmon? I got it for you.
4: Go ahead. Hit me.
3: If the NFL pushes their first four weeks away, right? They say, let's take the first four weeks, put them at the end of the schedule. All right. We say goodbye to the big opening night game between the Texans and the Chiefs, which is probably good for Bill O'Brien. They can
4: play them later on in the Man, schedule. if they could jump that whole four, first seven weeks, I mean, that'd mm-hmm. be good. Oh, sure. If they, if they, hey, we, we'd like <laughs> for, to not play those games at all. For can them, we just play we, the other
3: games? I, we like have to an op-
4: option of shuffling up our schedule?
3: I, I, I'd like to be able to do it. Uh, but if they did that and they moved to week five, what would be the Thursday night game? Marish. Week five against who? Tom
4: Brady and the Buccaneers.
3: Oh, so the opening night game then would be Tom Brady in the Buccaneers' first scheduled primetime game. They play the maximum primetime games as it should be because the interest level in Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and Rob Gronkowski is off the hook, right? Everybody wants to see them. They're playing the maximum number of games possible. Their first primetime game is scheduled for week five. That is not a coincidence that the first time we could see the the, the Patriots, first time we could see the Buccaneers with Tom Brady play national TV is week five, which could really be week one. And that's the Thursday night game that the entire country gets. There's no coincidence that's the case. No coincidence that's the case. I'm telling you, the NFL, I would push all my chips to the middle and say, it's really going to be week five. Week five is where they're going to start. And they're going to take those first four games and tack them on the end of the season.
4: Yeah, because we certainly have, we have Brady against Breeze week one. So, huge divisional game. The two old quarterbacks, the old guards getting after it. Uh, and, you know, one that will be highly sought after on Fox for sure, but not in that prime window. Uh, but looking at and then you have Dallas Los Angeles is the Sunday night game going to week one as you look at it so when you break this down I mean obviously they've got to have a bunch of contingency plans and, and you don't want to spill them all out right you don't want all the test balloons right the business journal put out the mid-October one so it would have been week six here it moves it up a week so that's good right football a week sooner uh, under your scenario and they didn't go heavy on the marquee games as they have in years past. There's a couple of them, as, as mentioned, those two in particular. But you got to have room in the model to wiggle for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so th- this certainly allows for that. And it was just a curiosity of how much you would see the out-of-conference games, say, up, up front that n- – you could lose, right? Much like we're talking with college football. Hey, let's. Uh, we we wouldn't need the non-conference, right? So if they don't play until October, we just lop off the directional schools, and the <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of big games. Don't get me wrong, right? People at USC are excited that they get to get boat raced by Alabama uh, to start the season, but. For the most part, it's it's warm-ups for your conference play. So the theory is you lop off those first couple of games and you just start in in conference and roll from there. Likewise with the NFL, if you're going to, to have to shuffle things, it was just a curiosity as to how much of those early games would be a tell. And pitting... Brady against New Orleans, you're going to celebrate it whenever it comes. But that's certainly one you push to the front. Why? Because both guys are healthy to start the season. Mm-hmm. And there's no guarantee that if you move that uh, towards the back end and shuffle up and deal, that it's there. That's that's the only counter, I guess, to it is a couple of the games in the first couple of weeks where you've got these big marquee events that would get pushed to you. Look, we're going to celebrate all 256, unlike everybody's going to be on board with me this year, Smith. You're not going to be able to poo-poo that (laughs) at all because everybody's going to be thirsty for every one of those games. But moving it to where it's now suddenly week 11... Yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna move big games to move big games. You know, you're gonna to have to do that. You know that
3: that's just that's just how it goes. Uh, I I I just I I look at how are we gonna do this early? What's the best way to do this? And putting Tom Brady on early, we could take those big games, put them at the end. I mean, they'd be awesome. People are still gonna watch them because look, it's not like the NFL can sit here and say we only have so many big games. But let's take the biggest of our games and put that on, and that could start the real season. And this tells me, Mike Harmon, you're ready for this. This tells me you want to get real conspiracy theory. This tells me Nick Foles is going to win the starting job because we're going to see Brady versus Nick Foles then because we're really oh, going to I already Brady told you Trubisky? that was going to happen. Come on. I told you that That's was going to happen, happen
4: before this, uh, before they declined the fifth year option. That was, that was done. Uh, fait accompli as it were. you like, I like that the NFL's moving forward. You again, you know, there's a bunch of things on the wall for different dates and different recommendations by governors and through the federal government and being cognizant of medical personnel, as opposed to going and and hiding your head in the sand, uh, as as other commissioners are, or they keep throwing test balloon after test balloon and then having their lackeys go out and say, no, we never said that. That's not real. uh, Once the wind blows back in their face. Right. Spitting in the wind comes back at you twice as hard as Lou Reed once famously. Uh, I don't know what you call it saying. Didn't, didn't Dr. Uh, D. David Schultz say that, too? Well, yeah, he did. Okay. No question about it. All right. Uh, after he slapped John Stossel a few <laughs> times upside the head. <laughs> you think it's fake? Uh, but it's going to be uh, the the curiosity, right, of what the next couple of weeks entail. And I know everybody's concerned that come fall and winter round two or whatever it becomes going forward. But you know what? You still have to plan. You still have to live. You still got to go and get people back and the the motion for We're talking with Jay Glazer about mental health this past hour right and, and talking about what he's doing with his merging vets and players we're at that same point in society as well as those indicators getting people back into that positive frame of mind that there are still a lot of good
0: things to come at work.